0: Hey everybody, it's Corey. Welcome to episode 64 of Real Iron Dad Radio. Today's guest is Peter Shankman. Now who is Peter Shankman? Well, he's a husband, father, two-time Iron Man, social media genius, best-selling author, and was ticketed for running in Central Park. Now if that's not enough to intrigue you, (laughs) I don't know what is. This is Real Iron Dad Radio. Let's go. (laughs) everybody,
1: welcome to Real Iron Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Iron
0: Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Real Iron Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to Real Iron Dad Radio. If this is your first time listening to the show, how's it going? My name is Corey, and I'm a husband, a father, triathlete, and Ironman. Man. And each week, I get to talk to some of the most inspiring people that I can find to help keep me motivated to stay fit, eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. I don't know about you, but for me, finding time to work out, make healthy, quick meals for my family, and spend quality time together, all of that can be pretty tough, especially when we over schedule ourselves. So, My hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these amazing folks that you will walk away with some quick tips or inspiration that you can try in your life to keep your family going strong. Now, the show would not be possible without some sponsors, and we have one that I want to mention today, and that is Smart Fitness. Now, you've heard me talk about Smart Fitness before. They're located here in Central Florida, and if you're a busy parent like me, you don't have hours to spend on some overpriced gym membership. You've got to check them out, folks. All you need is 20 minutes twice a week with Smart Fitness, and you'll be in great shape. My buddy Andrew Noble runs Smart Fitness in Central Florida, and he'll customize a plan that works best for you in his top-of-the-line studio in Ocoee, Florida. So check them out online at smartfitness.com. We love our sponsors, especially Smart Fitness, so make sure you check them out. All right, today we are talking to... Peter Shankman. Now, you might have heard this name before, or you might not have. Either way, if you watch CNN, you know who I'm talking about. Peter Shankman is all over the place, and I mean that literally. The man flies 250,000 miles a year. Now, on top of all that, he is a book writer, a keynote speaker. Uh, Like I said, he's on CNN all the time. He's all over the place. He is foremost a husband and a father, though. And he longs for the day that his little girl can run in Central Park with him. He's a native New Yorker. He's so proud of it. You can hear it when you talk to him. He runs the New York Triathlon every year. And uh, he's got some lofty goals for 2016. He's going to be competing in his third Ironman because his second one he ran into a little bit of trouble. But uh, (laughs) he forgot what city he was in. We'll talk about that during the interview. It's pretty awesome. But uh, either way, you know we're, we're talking about being a dad being a husband, being a father, and and what that means to him. And this is a different side to the Peter Shankman that you might know. This is the inside scoop on Mr. Shankman. So I was so honored that he had reached out to me and we were able to connect and get him on the show. So without further ado, here he is, Mr. Peter Shankman himself with Real Iron Dad Radio episode 64. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Iron Dad Radio. We are so happy to have a special guest on today. His name is Peter Shankman, and Peter is uh, not only a husband, father, and two-time Iron Man, but he's a customer service expert, a best-selling author, and a social media mastermind. Now, those are terms that I kind of came up with myself. And, Peter, you're kind of giggling there. Is that is that not accurate?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I was walking with my wife after my after we took my daughter to a preschool event this morning. And uh, you need to tell her that. I, I'm just I'm just the guy who, you know, was running late and didn't get the kid, put the kid's coat on backwards and all that. So, yeah, you know, we got to have a discussion. Exactly.
0: No, you're just daddy to her. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I, I'm so glad that we connected because, you know, the, the whole idea of being able to train and – be at a high level of fitness when you are not only a busy father, but you know, we have a full time job, uh, you in particular, I mean, you're flying all over the place. Let's just start there. How do we, how do we do it? How, how do you do it?
1: I have, uh, you know, <laughs> you do what you got to do. I've come up with some, uh, I've almost been arrested uh, for, for, uh, had, a, had an air marshal, have a conversation oh. with me because I dropped and uh, did some push ups oh, no. uh, at, at hour eight of a 14 hour flight. You know, I've, <laughs> It's it's been interesting. It's um, my day starts ridiculously mm. early. Um, you know, I, I, when I am home, uh, I'm I'm up by four a.m. Sometimes quarter quarter to four, um, so that I, I can get work done and get to the gym literally the second it opens. There's a there's about five of us that belong to New York Health and Racquet Club, and we call ourselves the door club because mm. we're we're at the door. You know, at five thirty when they when they unlock it. Uh, mm. You know, you do you do what you can. I, uh, I, I, I really, I believe that I'm a better dad when I have fitness in my mm-hmm. life because I, I went, you know, my daughter's two and a half now and, and if we're jumping right into it, you know, I, I spent the past probably six months not being at my best. Um, you know, things like it's in the way, mm. right. And, you know, I put on a few pounds and, 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 uh, Uh, I just yeah I woke up about two and a half months ago I just three months ago I said this this has to change I get back to where I was and um, so yeah I'm I'm back I'm back in it now it's just it's I'm just such a better person.
0: Well, what was that? What was that motivating force that said to you, you know, okay, I've I've kind of taken you know the last few months off here. I got to
1: get back on track. What was that thing inside you? You know, it's funny. So I am very much an all or nothing person, as a lot of triathletes are. Uh, I'm I'm diagnosed ADHD. I actually use that to my benefit. I, I, I believe that a lot of my success comes from embracing my ADHD and, and using it to my advantage. But, um, you know, ADHD, people we, we're very much all or nothing. Uh, you know, I, I, I have a – my wife is able to have a slice of pizza and put the rest of the pizza in the fridge. I think she's a demon. <laughs> I, who does that? You, you, you order a pizza, you eat the entire pizza. There is no middle ground <laughs> right. here. You know, And, uh, and so, so for me, it's either I was either very on – or, you know, I was eating all the pizza and I was not training and I was drinking. There was too much alcohol, you know. Uh-huh. And, and so I think the motivating factor for me was you have to break the cycle because there's no, I don't do moderation. Right. And so about oh, four months ago, I, I, I realized, okay, so you're, you're, you're miserable because you're not, because you're gaining weight and you're not as healthy as you were. So to compensate, for you know, to feel better about that, you're eating a lot. And then drinking a lot, and then you wake up the next morning and you feel the crap. So you eat and drink some more. Okay, dude, come on, yeah. you know. And and so I literally woke up, and not on any day. You know, I have all these New Year's resolutions and things like that. That doesn't work. You know, you just the brain, the the brain will never. You just have to be ready, right? You know, and you just have to start and do it. There's always. There's always going to be a reason why you can't. You have to just shut up and, and go. And so for me, it was just—I literally, I woke up one morning at four a.m. and I said, "I'm doing this." And I, I yelled my way out of bed, and I yelled my way into the elevator, and yelled my way out the door. And I, I got to the gym, and I said, "Okay, day one is done. I did this. Do it again." You know, and, and it's a lot of internal fights with yourself. Sure. And then, I, you know, but then, uh, but you say the second you start to see any kind of change, you know, the second you eat, start eating healthy and, and all the crap carb weight drops off or whatever it is. You, you don't want it you don't want that to die mm,
0: it's true uh, now as far as diet goes now what what type of uh, you know and I, I hate the word diet you know cuz it's it's temporary in itself there but yeah. you know what what type of uh foodie do you consider you know healthy for yourself i mean obviously i'm a vegan triathlete um yeah. and so yeah i was funny I,
1: I was listening to your to your, just yesterday uh i was listening to a podcast uh that you did with the um the 22 year old uh try oh. uh, tri- uh professional tri- uh, triathlete yes. the french the guy from mm-hmm. canada and um you know, you guys were talking about food and you said, you know, well, what do you eat on the airport? There's nothing to eat in the airport. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to school him. <laughs> There's so much to eat at the airport. You just have to know where to go. Maybe in California. You know. I mean, I <laughs> no, all around the world, man. I mean, I literally I, I do a quarter million miles a year on the plane. Oh, wow. And, and I, I can tell you, you can find good food. It's not so much. The problem is not finding the good food. The problem is ignoring the crap. food. Mm. So there is not one airport in the world where you cannot get an apple. Where you cannot get beef jerky. That's true. You know, every single airport has this stuff. Now, it might cost you know your firstborn, <laughs> uh, price wise, but you can get beef jerky, a thing of almonds, and a couple of apples once you're past security, and you can take that on a flight. That's plane. true. Um, I have, I have, I gave up airplane food probably three years mm. ago. Um, the airplane food, little known secret, it is actually overspiced and overfattened. Ooh. Because for two reasons. Number one, because at altitude, um, at, in a pressurized cabin, your taste buds don't work as oh, well. No. So they put in extra flavor and extra taste to, to make it taste like regular food. And number two, because when you eat fattening, like cream-based, you know, bis- bisque-type soups and, 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 and things of that nature, you become logy, You become relaxed. You fall asleep. You become easier. Sure. For the flight attendants to handle, right. yeah, you fall asleep, and oh. so they deliberately design that food to be that way, and it makes sense. But so, so for me, I gave up, uh, I gave up all airplane food if I'm if I'm stuck, if I'm absolutely stuck, and it's been like twelve hours, and I get get something of my system. They sell these tapas boxes on United. I'm loyal to United Airlines. They have these tapas um, uh, little boxes which have a little bit of hummus and um, some some uh, uh, raisins or you know some pita chips, something, but. In terms of the, the actual, you know, double burger or whatever, the, there's always good stuff you can find in the airports. And there's always good stuff in the real world. I mean, I, I live in New York City. So, you know, it, it's it's sort of required by law that you have to eat a certain amount of pizza every year or you have to pay a fine. That's <laughs> true. Um, you know, and the problem was for me is like, I could, I am a big guy. I'm, I'm, I'm That's a little over six feet. I've, this is actually the first time in my life that I haven't been to Clydesdale. I just broke under Clydesdale. I'm at 208 right now. Totally and... I've always every Ironman I've done, every race I've done, has always been two twenty plus. And so, you know, I'm I'm the I'm the fat guy getting out of the water and and, and all that. But you know, for the first time in my life, I'm I'm, I'm below I'm below college Joe, which I thought was awesome until I realized that of course this means that now I have to uh, race with people who are like you wow. know a quarter my size. Nah, no, so you, you don't but, have to um, worry about that. I mean, there's guys like
0: me, but I mean, I I don't race for you know speed or anything. I'm not going to win any Ironman races. I just do <laughs> it to finish. You know.
1: Uh, totally. I mean, I'm in the exact same way. But you know, look. You, you, the goal is you have to find food. I, I, I decided that um, when I started to get healthy again four months ago, I'm like, all right. So we'll basically just go to chicken genocide. You know, poultry genocide, <laughs> yeah. and it'll be healthy meats and healthy, healthy fish and healthy salads. And you know, it's 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 difficult. You know, in New York City, you work a lot. You come home. You know, they have a, this is an app called Seamless. For God's sake, it's designed, one click of the pizza shows. Oh up, no. You know? <laughs> this, it is I deleted that app from my phone and lost 15 good pounds for you. Right? Good for you.
0: Oh, that poor app. Now they're like, oh come on man. What are you doing? You know? Uh well yeah, you know, congratulations. I I, I saw that you had lost thirty eight pounds and you did your fastest ten K in seven
1: years. Oh my god. Was, was that amazing. this weekend? That was oh this my god! Yeah, I did like a, a one hundred and four on Saturday in, in Central Park. Uh, it was the Joe Kleinerman ten k, and uh, I was looking up my numbers and I'm like, wow, this is—it's been a while. So it was, it, it was that great, you know, that great feeling—that that feeling of okay, I'm I'm starting to come back, and it, it's just nothing. It's the greatest feeling in the world, and that keeps you mm. going. Mm-mm. All right, so I know
0: that you're all over the place. I mean, sometimes you're on CNN, sometimes you're flying around to do, uh, you know, keynote presentations. Mm-hmm. So when specifically do you fit in your training? I mean, I, you know, when you do push-ups on the plane, that's good to get the blood flowing. But, like, you right. know, I mean, I try to maximize what I can. And in the mornings, obviously, I wake
1: up very early. I do my stuff in the morning, and then it's done. I don't have to worry about it. So I'm a morning person, okay. definitely um for me it is you know i love getting up early that's really my time the world's not up mm-hmm. yet um and so i love running in the morning i love i get on my uh, you know the winter i get on my um, on my bike either i go to the gym and i do the bike there or you know i have my bike on our trainer here um in my apartment uh swimming there is a pool in my building which opens at uh, 5 a.m which is really helpful but you know it's funny because not everyone agrees with my logic i am if you if you Google my name and type in if you Google my name in the plus Central Park, I'm, I'm the guy who got a summons for exercising in the park before it opened. Oh no! Um, first of all, I didn't know you could close nature, yeah. and that was that was the wrong <laughs> thing to say. to The police officer, um, he you know he stops me. He's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, I, "I'm wearing you know spandex in a shirt." I'm like, "Really? I'm like, what am I? doing? Hand jobs for I'm an 80s jogger. i What do you think? I'm, I'm shooting I'm doing? an 80s you jogger know? episode for exactly. SNL. Come on." And, and sure enough, he, he gave me a summons. He's like, the park doesn't open until six. I'm like, dude, I have lived here all my life. And I am born and raised city, you know, city kid, public school, city, New Yorker. Yeah. Like, it, it, we've never, you'll close the park. <laughs> Come on. and so I, mean, I went to court and they fought him. I'm like, look, guys, I, I just got to, I get that you're trying to do your job, but you have to understand I'm a, I'm a publicist. I'm in PR. I'm going to have a field day. Like oh, this. yeah. And I, I, I called a reporter friend at the New York Post. I'm like, got something for you. The next day, the headline on the front page, you know, no running for this ticket. No you know? way. <laughs> but so for me, it's, it's really just as, as, as early as possible. And, and you know, I, I'm of the belief that anything is better than nothing. Yeah. So if I only have thirty minutes, you know, I'll 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 run hard for thirty minutes or I'll I'll bike for thirty minutes. And, you know, breaking a sweat is 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 such a a, a reset button for my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just you just gotta get it done. You know, I I I look at <clears throat> there are a lot of people who are a lot busier than me and I'm pretty damn busy. There are a lot of people who are busier than me. I look at people in the military, you know, I have a lot of friends in the military who 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 are are you know on assignment and don't have they can't just decide oh I'm not going to do anything today they have, they have right. to do it and i always just look at them and i'm, I'm always like no, you know what 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 excuse do i possibly have to not get something mm. done you know at the end of the day you and i and beyonce and obama we all have the same 24 hours it's true right and and i just decided that you know all that time that i spend hitting snooze or bitching about it it's time i could have worked out i could have been done yeah. already no for real I, I mean i've been up since it's what we're recording this at ten thirty. I've been up six six and
0: a half hours. already. Yeah. Uh, well, great. I I've been up six and a half hours as well, but it wasn't by choice. I usually wake up, <laughs> I usually wake uh-huh. up at six thirty, but my baby uh, he decided to wake up at four thirty this morning. He was oh. he was hungry. He was like, you know, Daddy, I want some food. So I fed him his bottle and put him back down because he was a little cranky after that. That's... and and uh, he slept in until probably seven seven thirty. But by then the other kids are up and you're rocking and rolling. So
1: yeah. No, Jessa, I've been very fortunate, and I know you'll hate me for this, Jessa. My my two and a half year old, she has been sleeping through the night since like weeks. Three. And that's the same with this baby. He just recently Not started stopped. doing it. Yeah, and she now she wakes up. She's and the funniest thing is, she'll wake up at like seven or eight, and I'll, I'll I'll hear her singing. No way. And she sings to herself for like a half an hour. It's the most incredible thing. But it's good. It's like an alarm. It gives me time. Okay, let me start bringing exactly. her breakfast. Let me start, you know. But yeah, so I'm I usually get I usually my wife does spin class. Uh, she's she's a big believer in in the flywheel. Uh, mm-hmm you know that the where they where they sit on bikes and they go woo and they shout woo a lot <laughs> i never understood that but uh, so she does that so you know she, we have a thing i i i train uh you know monday tuesday she goes to flywheel wednesday uh i train thursday she goes friday sunday so you know it it, it sure. works in that regard um i kind of wish she would train with me but she she's not into the whole uh she she's she's essentially the woman who uh who I, I made that video for? Um, I'm just, she wasn't at the time, but it fits. It fits her. Yeah, really we got like. to talk about that video in a second. Yeah,
0: I, I, I have to find out when you sleep though, and how many hours of sleep do you get?
1: I go to bed early. Okay. Um, you know, we put Jessa down around eight thirty or so, and I am usually in bed by nine thirty, okay. and I'm usually in bed like nine thirty to. 4. So instead of staying up
0: late and doing stuff when the world is quiet, then you wake up early and do everything before the world
1: wakes yeah, up. Yeah, because the world's not really quiet at 930. Right. You know, the world, I, we have people, I, I, if I look at my emails in the morning, there are people still emailing me till midnight. And what's nice is when I leave the gym around 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m., I'm in the office by 7.45, and I can get a good solid hour of work in before the world really wakes up and gets in the mm-hmm. office. And, and that's great. I mean, it's those little blocks of work, and plus airplane time for right. me is, is, is huge. yeah, it is. So I, get, I get all, almost all my work done. Mm. I use that time to
0: edit video video. It's like the hardest thing to edit video for me. I'm like, geez, yep. when am I going to find the extra time to edit video? You know? Um, you know, you talked about the, the mental struggle of like, okay, I have to do this. I have to get through this. I feel like the mental is the fourth sport in triathlon, you know? And, um, it's amazing to me how we can train, a small amount of time as busy parents we have only a certain amount of time to train we're not gonna win the race but we do still have to get the training in how do you train the mental part of you or is it something you just have or you
1: don't i think you can get it uh for me you know it's funny for me i have i have i have things that help me um so i have um some some are incredibly stupid some things like uh i go to sleep in my workout clothes wow um, so when I fall asleep at nine thirty, I have my running shorts and my shirt, um, and my shoes are like right at the be- edge of the bed. And I wake up, I brush my teeth, I put on my seat, and I go. You know, it's the, the for me, it's, it's it's similar. So it's similar to ADD. When when for the best the best way for me to handle or to, I mean, to use my ADD to my advantage is to eliminate choice. Mm. So if you look in my closet, uh, I have two giant walk-in closets. Ninety-nine percent of those closets are for my wife, of course. Of course. And then I have. Um, you know, a shelf. And if you look, if you look on my shelf, you will see the exact same T-shirts. Uh, well, not same T-shirts, but you'll see T-shirts. You'll see like three or four button-down shirts for when I have to go on television or give a speech, and then jeans. And that is what I wear. So when I wake up in the morning, I grab a T-shirt, I grab a pair of jeans, I'm out nice. the door. I don't have to think about it. And you know, that is the elimination of choice. It's the same thing with working out. If I make a choice, or you know, make the make the um, the decision to meet someone at the gym or to uh, meet my trainer or whatever it is, you know, I, I have a choice. I have to be there. And if you eliminate choice, you be amazed at how much easier your life becomes because you just have to get things mm-hmm. done. And so for me, that, that's massive. Same thing
0: for the pantry too. I mean, if you have something in the pantry that you're
1: not supposed to have. Exactly. You yeah, will eat it. Yeah. You know, I, I uh, and so, so you keep things in the pantry that you can eat Uh, you know, again, beef jerky, um, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, I'm a huge, I saw you, you were talking about Vega. I'm a huge fan Mm -hmm. of Vega, uh, for protein things like that. So, you know, you keep there what's beneficial to you. Yep. Well,
0: let's get to this video here. Okay. So when (laughs) I, when I first started training for Ironman, you know, you're looking on YouTube, you're finding stuff and I find this, I am an Ironman video. And it's funny because when we first connected, you had said that you were the one that posted that and sure enough, you go to this video and folks, if you haven't seen it, it's it's basically it's it seems like and Peter I'll let you explain it more but it seems like a a, a word kind of dictation program and two mm-hmm. robot type people having a conversation but what they're saying is so true to life because that's about every conversation that any husband has ever had with their wife girlfriend partner whoever it is to do an Iron Man you seem absolutely crazy but the honor of being able to call yourself I am an Iron Man I mean that. It, it, <laughs> It's almost worth it. It's crazy for us, though. How did, you,
1: how did you do this thing? I was dating a woman back in 2010 <laughs> when I was training my first Ironman in Cosmo. And she was uh, – she could never understand why I could never go and have dinner with her and her friends, why I could never go to brunch because I had to do a 100-mile ride, why I could never oh. do this and that. You know, and she, she was a Pilates instructor, ironically enough, so she didn't understand, uh, you know, 100-mile mile rides, what are you talking you know, – and so when we got back, we broke up, oh, no. <laughs> of course – And uh, I I made this video in honor of her, in honor of her. You know, I never use her name, but I made this video. And it was, you know, it starts off with, uh, hey, do you want to go get some dinner? It's 6 p.m. I can't. I have to go to sleep. You're 38 years old. Why do you have to go to sleep? It's 6 in the evening. I'm training for an Ironman. What's an Ironman? 2.4 mile swim. I just my bike. What the hell is wrong with you? Why would you do that? You you must win money. No, no, no. Only the winners. I have to pay. What the hell is wrong with you? You know, (laughs) over and over and over again. And I posted online. Uh, and a few friends saw it. I got like thirty or forty views, or whatever. And three days later, I look and there's like 30,000 views, or something <sighs> like that. Apparently, Lance Armstrong had tweeted no it out. Way. Um, under he has he has a, he has a uh, um, uh, an alter ego account that everyone knows as him. And apparently, he tweeted it under that, and it just blew up. Triathlete magazine covered. I mean, it was you know. And of course, I had no idea. I just posted it for the hell of it, you know. And so it just it blew up. And, and you ask anyone who's ever done any triathlon, and they all know. This this video, which I think I think is hysterical. it is it's absolutely great. Oh my gosh, um, the, the and I think it's over a million views
0: now. Well, like it's a, a closer to two million. Yeah. So the husband wife relationship, obviously, that is something that can be strained during the training of a race. You know, I know that I don't think you were married when you did your Ironmans, or
1: I I can I can strain I can strain the marital relationship by having a glass there you go. Book. I mean, it, <laughs> I, I have that talent, you know. <laughs> How, how do you how do you maintain a successful
0: relationship when you're training or, or, or just if you're busy for that matter i mean people like us and not to even compare myself to you but i'm a busy dude as well but h- how do we how do we maintain that special relationship to our wives what's what's the key to to keeping it special
1: for me i think it's a few things i um i put her needs first. Mm-hmm. I, I basically, and this is going to sound dramatic or whatever, but it's it's really the truth. When I got married, I, I, you know, I, I I got married late. I got married like at 39, mm-hmm. 40, and uh, I was um, an only child. I grew up alone, and I grew up, you know, uh, living on my own uh, after college and never had a roommate or anything like that. So I get married, and, and, and all of a sudden I'm living with this woman, and I'm like, you know, what do you mean I can't? Go out and do this or do that, or you know, I was. It just wasn't, you know, what I what I knew. I was I was used to living on my own, and so I sort of had this wake up call right from the beginning that said, you know what, you everything you know about how to live is wrong, wow. um, and you have to you have to focus on the other person. And so I learned to uh, put her needs first. So you know, for instance, if I have to travel, um, I will make sure that we have a babysitter or my parents or someone who can be at the house by 6 a.m. so she or at the apartment by 6 a.m. so she can take her flywheel Mm. classes. Even though she... And, you know, my first thought was, well, you know, she knew she married a guy who travels all the time for work. She should be able to... But, you know, it's... you. you, There's that quote. I hate... Happy wife, happy life. You know? And so for me, it's... I want to make sure that she's happy. A, because I obviously want her to be happy because I care about her. B, because... It will make life easier. Yes. And so, if that means I find a sitter or a, 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 you know, my parents or whoever um, to watch Jessa when I'm out of town, and so she can go to her class and not feel like she's not getting the short end of the stick or whatever mm-hmm. that I do it. And and you know, it's it's every once in a while I feel like, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm doing everything. It's worth it. It's worth it because it's just I feel like. I do care about her and I feel like this is maybe she'll maybe she'll she understands it this way. It's it's not easy. I mean it's especially but you know so I get back from a long business trip on a on a on a on a Thursday night and then on how do you explain to her Saturday morning, okay, so I have to do a hundred mile ride. I'll see I'm leaving at seven a.m. I'll see at three. You know, and so so you don't so you you put the kid to bed at eight o'clock and you get on the trainer and you're on the trainer until two in the right. morning is it the best thing in the world no but you do what you have to do to solve the things that you have to solve mm-hmm. and to to you know so i'm not doing an iron man this year why because i just simply could not find a way to make it work right. with the training i had to do so i'll do a half you know and and so be it and and it
0: is what it is. Yeah. Now you you aiming to do one uh one kind of extreme triathlon every
1: year? I think I could do a half a half. You know, I'm not saying you could fake right. a half, but I think I'm in a uh, decent shape enough between my running and my biking where I can get through a half. The
0: swim is the is the problem um, for me. Finding time to train in the pool, I'm like, ah, oh, come on.
1: It is difficult, but you know what's interesting? Fat guys like myself, we actually rock. Really, swim. I had I I I, I swam Louisville. Uh, when I did the Louisville Triathlon in 2014, I actually, I think I, I PR'd my swim by like 7, I 117, 116, wow. something like that, which was just sick because, and I had the, ironically enough, it was 104 degrees at race. Time. I had the best bike of my life, and and mile 13 of the run, <clears throat> they stopped, I stopped for water, and they said, you know, how you feeling? I said, great. They said, what's your name? I said, Peter, and it said Peter in my bib, and they go, great, Peter, where are you right now? And I said, I'm in New York City. Which is a problem because I was in oh, Louisville. Oh no. Yeah, they pulled me with about a hundred and three point eight fever. Oh. Uh, right into an ambulance, uh, four liters, like three liters of saline, ice bath. It was. It was. Bad did you get again. to? You didn't get to finish. I did. They, they wouldn't let oh. me back now. So I have a DNF. I have one fin, one completion, and one DNF. Ouch! 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 Well. So I, I obviously I can't end my. I end my career with a DNF, course. so I have to do a third one at some oh, point. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> that was what my wife said. I said, you know, the first one is, like, "Are you okay?" The second one is, like, "Shh, you're do not doing." Oh one. no. <laughs> Oh, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, well, I I did the half, and after the half, I I hadn't trained enough. And I I completed it, and I felt great, but I told my wife, I said, I'm never doing the full. I'm not doing it. I had already paid and signed up, and I said, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. That hurt too much. I did not like the bike. I hate the bike. And she's like, "Uh, I'll be damned if you're not going to do this. You've been talking about it for years. You are doing it. It's on your bucket list. And uh, so she made me do it, and I did do it, and I loved it, and I'm glad I did. But that three thousand person mass start is no joke.
1: Oh my god, it's horrible. I mean, that's why I loved Cozumel so much because Cozumel was, um, you know, my first Ironman, and I'm looking down and I see the ground, I see the bottom mm. of the water, two hundred feet below me, and I see ad ah, the, the 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 fish and everything, and the, it was just the most beautiful wow. swim in the world. Oh, it was. Just it was so canceled the year night. after
0: I did it. My swim was canceled the year after I did it, oh, and so I I didn't do it. I didn't do it that year. Thank goodness. But. Oh, it's got to be tough to try to call yourself an Iron Man when the swim is canceled. Oh. Of course, yeah. Um, how about being a role model for your daughter? You know, does she, is she used to seeing Daddy in bike shorts? Is she used to seeing Daddy wake up and work out all the time? And how does that translate to her?
1: I the most exciting thing for me is I just can't wait until she and I can like run together or just something right. like that. I I want her to 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 embrace fitness. I never did as a kid. I. Up until I was about 30 years old, I used the term run only in conjunction with to the store for cigarettes. Mm. Um, And my parents weren't unhealthy. They just, they didn't really work out. They weren't unhealthy, but they didn't work out. And um, I discovered running probably in 2000, 2001, when I was running my first company, I had one of my employees ran and she convinced me to start running. And uh, I just, I felt I got the addiction. I got the bug. And um, I just, I remember feeling what a great... Mental high it was for me. It's 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 more mental than anything else because again, it's it's how I handle my ADHD. And you know, there's more. It's an interesting story. There's more. I read a study once that said there's more. Uh, triathlon has more recovering addicts than any other sport in the world, and it makes perfect mm. sense if you think about right. it. You know, we we have to focus. It it gives us something to constantly do. We have to do a lot right. of it. it. Makes perfect sense. And so for me, you know, getting off the bike after 100 miles, getting off. It's the same reason I I jump out of planes for fun. I got 500 skydives under oh. my belt, and I'm a licensed wow. skydiver. For me, that 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 mental uh, hit you know is the, is the is the benefit is the, is the is the drug essentially that I seek, and the same thing comes after a great run, same thing comes after a great race and I get some my best ideas on the road too when i'm when I'm running I, I keep a I have a, an app on my phone that all I do is press one button and I can record whatever it is that I'm thinking mm-hmm. about um on during the run on Saturday, I came up with uh, I want to write a blog post about what run keeper what you know they have the audio cues you know. Uh, 10 time 10 minutes distance sure. da, da, da. and they should do it real because it, it says you know uh you know heart rate zone 90 to 100 percent the heart rate zone me heart rate zone bitch why are you still alive <laughs> you know that's i, I want to make it into what it should be take it easy <laughs> that's dude right. honest run keeper that's right? amazing
0: that's amazing <laughs> um okay so you've got tons of great books i did want to make sure that i mentioned those just because they are great um i counted four on amazon is that right
1: Okay, yeah, so got we've
0: got the, uh, can we do that, and then the customer service, the new rules of the customer service, uh, nice companies yeah. finish first, and zombie loyalists, which is one that I'm excited to to take a look at.
1: Yeah, zombies was, my I think, my favorite one to write. Zombies loyalists was basically, I wrote it, it's, it's basically the premise that we expect in customer experience to be treated like mm. crap. You know, I mean, you think about the last flight you had, uh, it probably wasn't great. And then you think about the last flight that was great, and... When I ask people what made it great, they're, oh, we took off on time, we landed on time. I'm like, so basically exactly what they promised mm-hmm. they'd do, and they did, and you're over the moon right. about it. You know, well, that what does that tell you? You know, that tells you that, that ex- expectations are really low. So it's, the book sort of teaches companies that they can do amazing things simply just by being a few levels above the bad that we expect. Right. You know, they don't have to be awesome. They just have to be a few levels above the bad. So I, I sort of work on, on, on how to do that, and that's really where we're going with the new economy where you know, everything is sort of interconnected and all your friends, what you're doing and, and where you're eating and things like that. And the network simply can advise you, okay, you know what, your friend Corey likes, uh, He's he went to this great vegan restaurant and he seems to like it because he goes there a lot. So Peter, you should try it when you're in the city. Mm. And it's gonna be automatic.
0: Yeah. I mean, the the intelligence that Facebook is, is acquiring and all, all the info that Facebook has, I love using Facebook and just having a blast with that.
1: Did you hear Twitter's changing their Yep. Yeah, I have a problem with I have that. 10,000 uh, characters? Is that what it is now? Here's the problem with essentially they should congratulate us for creating, you know, like email. Oh, right. That's basically what they built. They built the email, and that's not okay. No, <laughs> I don't understand how they're going to
0: stay around with that. I, I, yeah. Everybody loves Twitter because of the 140 characters. So
1: we'll see what yep. happens there. So, no question Peter, what's, uh, what's next for you? What's next for me? Well, I got, in terms of racing, I got the New York City try. Cool. Um, I do that every year. Um, I'm doing the Atlantic City Half Ironman this year. Nice. That should be fun. And I got the New York City Half Marathon in March and then the full marathon in November. Wow. So I'm excited for all of that. Do you have to be on a waiting list um, for those? You do. You can, uh, you can get in uh, via running a bunch of races in New York or you can get through the lottery or you can know people. Ah. <laughs> but um, it's, it's kind of funny. United Airlines is uh, the sponsor of that. And so they're also I'm also, like I said, one of their top right. flyers. And so uh, it's fun because they give you know they, they 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 put two and two together. They have very good customer management software, and they say, "Oh, you know you're you're running this race. Here's a, a sticker to get into our lounge afterwards, and you'll get you know free food or whatever." So I'm like, "Oh, very super. cool." So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm, it's just nice to be back, and nice to be running, and nice to be. Uh, uh, in that zone again. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be able to sort of do these races with any luck, my lowest weight in years. That's incredible. I, I haven't had a chance to travel to do
0: many races. Um, I do everything local and there's a series that I do here in the summer in Claremont that's next to the national training center for travel. So, um, it's really neat to, to go out there and kind of see the facility and also stay local and not have to ship my bike and stuff like that. Um, It's neat neat to stay close because I can come back and be back for breakfast with the kids, you know?
1: Yeah, nice. I mean, I remember at the first trip when I did it, when I did Cosmell and I shipped my bike down there, and the bike sort of shows up, and it's, uh, you know, I had to take it apart. And it never occurred to me that I had to put it back together. (laughs) And so I'm sitting there in the the hotel room, like, okay, so. (sighs) that's a wheel um that's about all i got no i found someone i found someone in the hotel who was also doing it i'm like so you want it? can i give you he taught me how to do it but it was like that's probably something you should check out in the future i
0: I was running the half when i did the half ironman in 2012 this girl her chain broke like it snapped in half or something and so she waited for it to finish or, or waited for the truck to come by and help her but they don't have any spare chains so, I kid not. you not uh, this little girl she's probably five three put her bike on her back and oh, finished the race Good for I her. couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it
1: i will tell you my um I, I wanted to share my my favorite story of all time. um it happened at Cozumel. so because of um sort of how uh, what kind of an audience I have online all that so like when I talk about my training, you know companies occasionally reach out to me, and so sport beans you know that Jelly Belly, the sport beans, energy beans, sure. um, reached out to me and said, hey, we know you, you like our Jelly Belly, so I will, uh, we'll send you a T-shirt. And they sent me a, 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 a nice um, a bike a jersey to okay. wear. So I wore and it's, uh, tons of Jelly Beans on it. pretty cool. It's just 5 in the morning, and I'm sitting on a dock in Cozumel, basically just praying that I don't die. Right, That's all I wanted to do. Right. Don't let me die during my retirement. <laughs> and I hear this guy behind me. He comes up to say, I see you too, a sponsored athlete. And I look up. It's this German guy. He weighs about maybe one tenth what I weigh. He's obviously uh-huh. a pro, and he's wearing a Cervelo, a uh, Cervello oh, oh, uh, oh, bike jersey. So he's obviously sponsored by Cervelo. And he he goes, yeah, I see is you up sponsor? I look at my shirt. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, they they sent me they sent me a shirt. And and he's He's like, oh, it's good that you're here earlier, prepping. Are you hoping to place? <laughs> I'm hoping to place. <laughs> oh, okay. And I realized what was going on. I'm like. Sir, I, I see what was going on. I see where your confusion is. Sir, you're, it seems like you're sponsored by Cervello, obviously, arguably the fastest triathlon bike in the world. And pardon my French here, Corey. It's like, but if you look at my uh, shirt, sir, you'll, you'll notice that I'm sponsored by fucking candy. <laughs> and uh, no, no, I'm not hoping oh, to no. play. <laughs> what is your time goal? Oh, it's the same thing. I don't want to that die. Is so <laughs> that is so great. That is so great. Poor, poor guy but you really just trying to be nice i'm like are you
0: kidding oh, me? that's their world that's their world day in and day out oh so unbelievable funny. well listen peter i can't thank you enough for for coming on board talking with us a little bit and offering some inspiration to those busy parents out there this is episode 64 so uh anybody out there if you want to find where you can uh Look up Peter's website and all of his other great stuff. He's got some great tweets. In fact, one of the most popular tweets of, what what was it,
1: 2011? 2011, yeah. It was one of the top, what is it, top 10 tweets of? It was one of the top 10 tweets of the year is voted by Twitter and ABC News. Unbelievable. So just ridiculous. go
0: check him out. I'm going to let him uh, tell you where you can find him, but you can also go to realirondad.com slash 64, and you'll be able
1: to find everything. So Peter, where can we find you? Yeah, my entire world is at uh, uh, at Peter Shankman on all of the socials, and uh, my website is Shankman.com, and that links to all my latest projects. Um, I'm working on uh, a new website for people with ADD that should be up in the next uh, couple of months, uh, next couple of weeks, and that's um, called FasterThanNormal.com. Awesome. Well, Well, thank
0: you so much for your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing more amazing things from you. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, Corey. Hey guys, Corey, back in the studio. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of Real Iron Dad Radio. Hey, three things for you guys real quick before we go. First, make sure you like us on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com realirondad. And then also, if you're interested in grocery shopping, a lot of us have started the new year resolution trying to eat better. I've got all the top brands that I recommend by their carbon footprint and their good that they're doing for the earth and the good that they do for your body. They're ranked in my grocery guide, my ultimate guide to grocery shopping. It's a short video series. It's three videos that I will send right to your inbox. You can find that on our homepage, or you can go to realirondad.com grocery. And finally, if you have the time, if you would be so kind as to leave us a review in iTunes, that would mean the world to us. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. I hope that you have an amazing week, and keep going that extra mile for your family. Thanks, everybody.